the program is Bible Answer Man. Welcome back. It is the first Sunday in the 11th month, the month of November, and gradually the year is ebbing out, and it is only the grace of God that has brought us thus far. As I said earlier on, I'll be introducing my studio guest, and we'll go into the discussion on the topic, ministerial accountability. What does it entail? And which areas are we going to look at? Reverend Cephas Haywood Amate Cardinal, good evening. Good evening, boss. It is interesting to see you every Sunday evening. Let me say this for those of our listeners who are not watching us live today. It's about the first time in a very long while I'm seeing you in a shirt. Yeah, that's that's uh, well, partially because to me, today I met some two friends. I, I made two new friends today, two ladies from GIJ, Amelia and a friend, and we had a nice talk. I also in also in anticipation that I was going to meet my brother, um, Reverend Doctor Ima today because Ecclesia Roundtable is coming up for 2019. Ecclesia Roundtable, and I thought I uh, will do a special meeting today. But but how has apart from meeting the two ladies and becoming friends with them, how has Sunday generally been? Well, the first yeah, Sunday of the November. Yeah, um, Jonte Jonte um, School. Um, they are on holiday midterm, so okay. my young guy came home, and uh, it was it's nice to have them there. And uh, gradually, he's yeah, taking over from you. Yeah, I tell you, and uh, <laughs> it was good too. So it, it's kind of so I stayed home today. I've been with him today, well. and um, very especially yesterday was my friend's birthday, Reverend Mike Abose. Wow, um, it was yesterday. Uh, he's a very the good Abose. friend of mine. Yeah. In fact, I, I I was supposed to have gone and joined him this morning, but. I got caught up a little bit. So I Reverend Mike Abose, no hitch. Happy, happy, blessed birthday to yes, you. Yes, and yes. well, it's also so the birthday cool. of it's also the birthday of my mother-in-law, oh, my wife's mom. Uh, yesterday, yeah, today, no, today, today yes. So okay, so mine is tomorrow. To, so it, it works out. Mike was yesterday. November, your mom is today, and I'm tomorrow. My mother-in-law. Yes, mother-in-law is yes, today. Yeah, yeah, and mama. I'm tomorrow. So that's good. Okay, so let me say this, Mrs. Victoria Nweki wow, Nweti. Happy blessed birthday, yes. You are Thank you very much, Reverend Sefasewudomate. Well, it's been quite a long time. The convener of Ecclesia Roundtable uh, Series 2019, Reverend Dr. Emmanuel Ansa. Good evening. Good evening. It's, it's wonderful to have you. Yes, and um, it's wonderful to be back. In great. City. It's always a warm atmosphere, and uh, especially when you have people like Sefa. <laughs> <laughs> you never get tired of enjoying the atmosphere. The discussion and the atmosphere. You, never, you can never predict how the discussion will we'll go. <laughs> <laughs> how has your Sunday been anyway? And all the while that Actually, we haven't seen you, what have you been, been up a to? Lot of, a lot of activities. I mean, yesterday was four. I mean, about probably five events from 7 a.m. all the way to the evening. It was back-to-back. Wow. Back. Mm. Uh, weddings and uh, 
80 years celebrate my mom one of my, my mom my special mom mrs boy sylvia boy mm. dr boy was 80 years uh, wow. yesterday and, and it was How wonderful at the rich church and uh, we had other activities all day weddings and namings and all of that and then we had a good communion service today mm. so it's been a full 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 20 uh, 48 hours or 24 hours mm. it's been and the grace fulfilling. of god it's yeah been fulfilling because ministering affecting lives you know mm. helping people receive the joy of the lord and a peace within within their, their, their lives it's, it's so important to us and it's working you know, it's okay. not easy, yeah, but it's working. It's working. Yeah. We thank God. It's been the grace of God. And of God. course, putting together Ecclesia. In round uh, table yeah, yeah, discussion because, 2019. Yes, um, really, it's, 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 it's taken it's, quite a toll. Yes. Yeah. Well, but um, the subject we are looking at, um, ministerial accountability. What will we define ministry as, Reverend Dr. Imara uh, Lansa? Um, what is ministry? Thank you very much, um, um, and good evening to your listeners. Mm. Um, I believe that ministry simply means service, mm. opportunity to serve within the context of church. Mm. Um, it's service inspired by the Holy Spirit uh, under the direction of God to, 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 to honor God, basically. So, because there are certain services one can render with the wrong motive. That's mm. not ministry. If you, if you want to get money out of it or you want to manipulate people or you want to do something, you know, just to score points or to square up things, that's no ministry. You can be working in the church. And if it's just the motive is wrong, like uh, the scripture says in Jeremiah, that uh, God looks at our motives, our intents, our purposes. So if the purpose is wrong, it's not to serve and to bring the glory of God, then it's no ministry. But ministry is purely about service service in the name of the Lord mm. to please the Lord with the strength of the Lord, I'd say. So really, it is the motive that determines whether you are ministering uh, unto the Lord or you are ministering unto yourself. Exactly. It could not be not just, it could even be beyond yourself. It could be just to please men. You know, that people right. just do it to, to, to catch fans, uh, to get a, attract, make a name for themselves. Look, look at the, the book of Genesis. Mm. Those who are building the tower, the Tower of Babel. Mm. So let us mm. make a name for mm. ourselves. And people can be around church. The fact that it's a religious entity doesn't make everything they do acceptable. We do acceptable to God as ministry. Mm. It, you can be working very hard. And many times, look at the scripture says, uh, uh, in the book of Matthew when Jesus uh, talked about the last days. Says, did we not do this in your name? And it says, I did not, I, I, do never, not, I never knew you. you. you know, so, well, so there could be people working in church who God doesn't know. Precisely so. Isn't that so, one of the challenges of the 21st century? Before I get to um, um, Reverend Sefas, Hewudamate, uh, isn't today, I mean, we, we seem to be doing a lot of work around church, you know, coming to church, investing our time, waking up early, sweeping the place and all of that. Are you by this submission saying that a great number of us, we are doing all this in church, but if the motive is wrong, we are doing something other than ministry? Well, the scripture is very clear. In the Old Testament and New Testament, the, 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 the statement, examine your hearts, examine your thoughts, mm. examine your motives, keeps coming up. You know, what are you doing? What you, why do you do what you do? 
you know, and that is very important. So if you look in the New Testament in Corinthians, Second Corinthians 13, it's examine yourselves if you are mm. still in the faith. And so examine what, yourself if, if you're, you're still, still in, in the, the faith. Verse 5 talks about that. Now, if you look further, Colossians, what's 3, 17 and 23? says that whatsoever you do, do it as unto the Lord. So you can be working very hard in the church or in a Christian religious setting. Uh, maybe even serving play, uh, food or doing something so supposedly charitable, helping people, meeting a need in your mind. But if the motivation is wrong, if the inspiration is wrong, if the objective is wrong, if there are other things that go with it, it's a way of, as I've mentioned, you need to. We all need to be careful that it's not just for fame, not for self exhortation and things like that. So ministry is more than just work. Mm. That is the thing. It is ministry. The, the work that is approved of work. God, that is sanctioned by God, that is energized by God. That is real ministry. That is Service. what we call ministry. Thank you very much, Reverend Doctor. And so I'll be coming back to you, but. Reverend Sefase Wudamate, today we have big ministries, big churches, let me say, holding big, what we call mega services, crusades. Certain church, uh, churches are blessed with first service, second service, three, four services. At the end, we have men and women who are there. You know, some get there very early and they are doing what they know to do. From what Reverend Dr. Ansan is telling us, um, if the motive is, ro- I mean, is wrong for doing all the sacrifices we are putting out of, I mean, out, out of ourselves to do, it is still wrong. It, 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 does the church in the 21st century have any hope, uh, given that ministry has to be, m- I mean, motively right, uh, Reverend Sefasewudamate? Well, here we are in the. Um I just want to add to what you said. Um, and then to, of course, it's answering your question follows up on what he was saying. But I will want to do a scripture reading. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 5 and 6. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 5 and 6. And he said, Peaceably, I am come to sacrifice unto the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and called them to the sacrifice. And it came to pass, that's verse 5, now I'm reading verse 6. And it came to pass when they were come that he looked on Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said unto him, Samuel, this Samuel has seen someone, someone is trained, mm-hmm. someone has gone through so much, and God has brought him far. And today, um, he has seen someone, and based on all that, his education has taught him in the... And he lived most of his life in the house of the Lord. Mm. This man measured the standard. Mm. And um, he said, surely in verse 6, the Lord's anointed is before him. But look at verse 7. But, here's a contrasting conjunction. Mm. But the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature. That's it. Because I have refused him. Mm. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Mm. And therein lieth thine answer. Mm. <laughs> that, and I guess that's what Doc was just alluding to. Yeah. 
that no matter how it is, God's game is still played on his terms. That you, it doesn't need your help when the axe seems to be falling as it's drawn by the oxen. That if you were told not to touch it, you are not to touch it. You can have a good explanation, but if you touch it, it will also touch you. So, um, it is on his terms. And I believe that one of the ways of measuring blessing is in extension and expansion and increase. Because the Bible teaches that. But it also teaches us that the people that we believe we represent him, he told us before he left town that they will come and say, we have done it for you in your name. Mm -hmm. And he will tell them, oh, really? I don't know you. So there was a time he knew them. There was a time they know him. But long after they thought he still knows them, he said, I don't even know you. Mm. In other words, we are not going to look at how big or how small something is. And every serious minister who knows what stock is made of mm. understands that it's not about what the size of what he has only. Mm-hmm. It's about whether you're doing what the master called you to do. So you could spend the rest and the best part of your life imitating or emulating something that God has not called you to mm. do. Mm. In the end, easier mm. to do your day-to-day living. Because you have a steady congregation, no matter how difficult it is, you can, and the offering my coming. There are people who were called to do something that they are not doing. And individually, not corporately, but individually, we are all going to answer because mm. we will all appear. Yeah. And that is the substance of it. And therefore, at every step of the way, is this God's will for my life? That's what is we this God's will for my life? Yeah. Is this God called for my life? It's good to be imi- to imitate, imitate, imitate others mm. and to learn from others. Mm. But we are called individually. Okay. How he pastors his church should be based on how God has asked him and the team to do it. Mm. You can learn and take the key points from them but and apply the core principles. But the way God will handle you may be different. Mm. Are we reaching out to the people God wants us to reach out to? We are doing, in fact, I don't know why Ghana has a problem with waste. Because the church is very excellent now in recycling. We are recycling our souls, <laughs> recycling our converts. And I wonder why Zoomla is not consoling Thank us. Thank you so, very much. Uh, one moment. So it's important <laughs> that we remember that we are primarily called to be witnesses. Not to witness. You get me? Yeah. Not to witness merely. But to be witness, he's talking about a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. With all our mistakes, if we walk right, people will see them for, come to Christ okay. because of us. Okay. Right. Thank you very much. I hope you ain't saying that the church isn't to waste recycling, but we'll come back to that. But, um, dear, um, dear listener, your dial is still on 97.3 City FM. The program is Bible Answer Men. Uh, I didn't announce that earlier on, but let me let you know that we are on WhatsApp. Uh, you can reach us with your 
comments, comments and uh, remarks via WhatsApp line 054-998-6996. Reverend Dr. Ansa, from the kind of definition we have given to ministry, I'm beginning to think that ministry itself has been structured in such a way that it can handle it it is it demands accountability from us true or false yeah. it's even beyond ministry our very christian lives mm. um, if you look at uh, many scriptures in the new testament in particular from the old even to the new but particularly the new the subject of submission you know um you, you start with uh, the Corinthians, where we told that it's required of a steward that a man is found faithful. He said, wow. "Let a man so account of us." Mm-hmm. So it's it's moved the discussion from just God mm-hmm. approving us mm-hmm. to others okay. approving us. Then you come to Ephesians; he talks mm-hmm. about submitting yourselves one to the other. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, many, many when people have to be leaders, for example. You look at the criteria. Say, does he have a good standing before the brethren, because the family of the church of God? You know, so that's accountability. Uh, does he does he take good care of his home? That's something that people need to observe. Does he take uh, does he uh, behave in A or B? See somebody who's quarrelsome. So that even the criteria for leadership in itself is a form of accountability. Yeah, okay. Because before you can be a leader, you would have you should have met certain standards of accountability okay. in the eyes of other leaders or other the flock. And they have to accept that this person is somebody of good repute. Now, a good example is the case of um, Stephen and his friends in Acts mm-hmm. 6 when they were being chosen. That it wasn't just that, oh, this guy is spiritual, he's anointed, he can preach, and he's got that and got that. But they said they are seven men of good report. Mm-hmm. They had the reputation. That's accountability. Okay. You know, so definitely um, if it's so for maybe membership mm-hmm. so it is it's for for leadership okay. so we all as leaders we are not just to ourselves i think that sometimes you hear people say oh uh, god called me and only god uh, i'm accountable to only god yeah. touch not the anointed and all of those things do uh, my prophets, do my prophets no, no harm, harm. Uh, i think that it's, it's just one side of the story the the true story is that um, we are accountable to god and to one another and to ourselves mm. and these this must be borne in mind as we Okay, so in that case, ministry itself, even beyond it, the Christian life itself, before you are chosen to the place of leadership, it is structured in a way that you should be accountable or there are certain systems that would demand accountability from you. Now that people are in the position, in the position, and they are um, doing ministry, what are we supposed to expect of them in terms of accountability? I'm asking this uh, with this at the back of my mind that today we seem to have not been, I mean, uh, accountability has not been required of a great number of our leaders. Uh, Let's do it this way. You see, before it is said that before God accepts the service or a Mm. gift of a man, yeah, he has to accept the man himself. Yes. Okay, so the first level is personal accountability. Okay. Okay, that's a very basic level. Mm. And uh, But in terms of the parts that, you see, when it's personal, 
it's very difficult for other people to <laughs> come between you and God. So that, I wouldn't want to... One of the things I've discovered about Reverend Dr. Emmanuel Ansa is very, very careful. You know, he wants, before you go into any area, he threads very cautiously. Yeah. But then, let me allow you to go on. Personal accountability. Yeah, so when it comes to personal accountability, it's a, a, between the man, his relationship with God, sincerity, honesty before God. I see as God see as men see him. He sees the same as God sees him. Okay, so okay, okay. Uh, I, I remember a situation we had in Cote d'Ivoire actually, and uh, I'd gone to visit uh, a man of God there, and uh, the situation was uh, quite getting out of hand. And the uh, church elder was saying, ah, "This particular pastor always says, I know God, I know God. Does God know him?'" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so so that's that's the personal side of it. The mm-hmm. issue of um, keeping an intimacy, a pers- maintaining a certain level of intimacy with God, consistency with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. it starts with sincerity with God. God knowing you, um, as just as you are, you knowing yourself. The Scripture talks about that man know thyself. So that's personal accountability, and that moves into the dimension of what we do with our resources that God gives to us okay. personally between us and God. You know, so in terms of our time, our lives, and our resources, and um, the sincere, for example, Ananias and Sapphira, mm. you know, that is not somebody, it wasn't the church's money, mm. it was their own money, mm-hmm. and their own money they had made. Mm. So pe- that's personal accountability before God. Mm. Now, that, I'm not sure that's what really we want, we are focusing on now, why? because that's fundamental. Why, why doctor? No, so we why? can focus on now, but I'm just saying that because we're dealing with the issue of governance. Okay, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, I'm, yeah I understand. Because we're dealing with, if we want to deal with that, that that's about personal devotion, the fear of God, the walking, the personal um, knowledge of God from the fundamentals, which some of which we've been discussing in the past yeah, a few weeks, yeah, yeah. you know, that that is even missing from our Christian uh, body discussion in the, mm. these days. People mm. don't talk about personal mm. relationship with the Lord as much as we used to. You know, where the, the, the devotion, yes. the quiet time, and then the fear of God, the reverence, and then the personal account of souls and all of those things. That's, that's something that's critical. Yeah. But we see that many people are not uh, getting involved in and that. Is, is that not what is creating the kind of uh, Christians we are having today where people have become more free to get away with uh, what is right, wrong, let me say? Well, it, it, it's, it's, I, I don't like to go along the line of uh, uh, legalism, so to speak, okay. where it's like when you say people have become free because the freedom has always been there in Christ. Yes, in Christ there's liberty. Yes, but we you are. see, in those days, well, p- please permit me to be uh, interjecting and uh, interfering or interrupting you the way I'm doing. But in those days, we knew, for example, the Church of Pentecost. For example, in those days, you can be. Um, 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 held responsible, and when we we this leadership gets to know that you've been in, I mean you've misconducted yourself with a woman, you know, I mean you can be told to sit back. All you do is give your offering, come to church. You will be taken out of your position. Were these not um, um, systems of? requiring accountability? No, for you, are, you, are, you see, you are, you are moving into the govern the church governance system okay that's that's different from the personal um, when i talk about personal accountability i'm talking about where the holy spirit convicts you 
okay. personally. Okay. And you and God have to reconcile. So that's that what I mean by, for okay. example, giving an offering from the bottom of your heart. Like that's why I use the example of Ananias and Sapphira. Okay. So th- this, where you are moved on to, it's church governance systems, okay. discipline and policy okay. Okay. and all of that. That's why I said, for tonight, I get the impression that we are dealing with that, the, 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 the higher government. Okay. Because we started with the personal, yeah. but we can't deal with the, 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 the supra system mm. or the, the, the ma- ma- macro system without dealing with the micro. We need to deal okay. with the, the roots, okay. yeah. the fundamentals, okay. which is what you started with, okay. the personal relationship. Mm. And I'm saying that at the personal level, the, in the, God calls us to be accountable to him directly. Yeah. Okay. And he calls okay. us to account for the things he does, the time, the opportunities we have, the, even our souls that are saved, mm. that we are not of our own. So Paul says mm-hmm. that um, I, I, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, not I, but uh, Christ, you know, Christ that lives in me. me. Yeah. And the things that I do, I do by the faith in the Son of God, mm. you know, who died for me. Yes. So that personal thing, it is God's, the fear of God, the mm. understanding of God, the love of God. Okay. The, 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 that, that is what I'm talking about when I talk about personal accountability. It is that which translates into things like daily quiet time. Is that which translates into things like personal worship, personal prayer, personal mm, giving, mm, personal things that mm. loving the brethren? That is how that that intimacy with God is what manifests. If you look at First John, it talks a lot about that. That we love God, and the love of God translates into loving our neighbor. Others, yeah. So that is at an intimate level with a person. But before you can be successful at the institutional level, which is what our main thing is, mm. you must have that strong personal it becomes a foundation a foundation that's right and it's on the basis of that that we now move on to the next stage okay which is the institutional frame mm. of accountability now we are looking at if you are called as a minister mm-hmm. as a pastor or as a leader you're looking at the ministry to which you've been called okay god will give you a gift maybe you're a preacher or a teacher mm. or evangelist there's a gift and that gift how do we account for the use of that gift? Okay. So the pulpit ministry, if it's mm. teaching ministry, fine, you study, you show you, you can have the delivery. But in terms of um, what do you use, how do you use it to gain personal gain or control people or mm. elevate people mm. or to fulfill mm. the godly assignment, which Cephas uh, spoke about? Now, what is the, the mandate is that you are to maybe lift up generations into the future, maybe young people yeah. or maybe older people or middle-aged people or for men or for women mm. or for a particular geographical area. How are you keeping to that track? Or are you just copying what other people, other are, people doing? are doing? Okay. So, okay. so you can have the gift, but you can abandon it somewhere and decide to follow what other people are doing. Doing, okay. You understand? Okay, yeah. So that's one side of it. Then you also have the issue of the souls. Mm, mm. that God has given to you. Paul says that my children of whom I travail until Christ is, is formed in you. Mm. In the book of Proverbs, we're told that take it to know the state of your flock. But if you find out, I always do this sampling. I say, I, like last week I was teaching someone, I asked the people, look to your front, look to your back, look mm-hmm. to your right, look to your left, right. and see who, how many names you know. Mm. For example, how many are, where they work, what they do. It's, and for many pastors, I mean, as our churches keep growing, you talked about mega church yeah. and all of that, you'll be surprised how many even have, mm. I mean, do have time to pray for mm. maybe their leaders. Mm. Even among the, there are church overseers who know less than half the branch pastors <laughs> mm. <laughs> that they are responsible for. Though they are yes. even preaching in their, the name of that denomination. You go and you see his picture there. 
that this is the general overseer of Tutsu and Soul denomination, but he does the pastor. I don't, the overseer hasn't visited or if he hasn't met him, he doesn't know his name, he doesn't know the lifestyle. Mm. And that, so you're talking about accountability for souls. The name of that soul is linked to that person. Okay. At the small, in the small church, it's happening. At the big mega church, it's happening. And that is the kind of thing we're talking about accountability. Okay. What lives are people living in the name of the Lord? Mm. What standards are people maintaining in the name of the Lord? What is our contribution to people's success? Today, everybody says, this is my son, this is my son, this is my son, this is my daughter, this is my, my, they call people papa, daddy, this, mommy, you know, you have all these, yeah. even university people, they mm. have, <laughs> their friends call Papas, them papas and, and all of that. Spiritual fathers. Spiritual fathers. <laughs> and the question is, how, what, what rule, how did they birth them? Mm. What did they, mm. uh, the scripture also says in the New Testament, in Corinthians, it says ought not the fathers to lay down. Mm, mm, they, are, they are stuck for the children. Okay. But we are, we are in many cases, the, the children are laying stocks for, for the, fathers. the fathers. So the, in so they terms are sending of, venison, they are sending uh, um, offerings, exactly. they are giving. Uh, what did the father do to, to, to now be reaping that offer? Uh, exactly. I, I, I will allow you to go on, Reverend uh, Doctor. So you're no. talking about the soul's accountability. Mm. You're talking about the gifts or the pulpit. Talking about what divides ministries a lot mm. financial mm. and resources mm. finance the finances financial and, and other resources, resources. Yes, land yes. Uh, benefits and mm. that sort of thing and uh, <laughs> many churches doc doc will come there but let's uh, give our listeners some um attention well dear listener your dial is still on 97.3 city fm we are having a discussion uh, on uh, bible and man ministerial accountability and we are looking at personal accountability uh, the gift uh, that you have uh, what are the uh, men in authority doing how accountable are we to uh, our flock and all of that. I will allow um, Doctor to go on, but before then, Reverend Surfers, <coughs> accountability in the pulpit. Yeah. Before um, Reverend Doctor uh, Ansar goes on with the yeah. financials, before we speak, I mean, leaders or pastors begin to do presentations or preach in the pulpit. What are some of the things that is supposed to hold us accountable ethically? I don't think, um, I don't, I'm not too sure whether there is anything different because the fundamentals for the basic Christian should be the fundamentals that you carry with you into the pulpit. You don't really rise okay. higher than your foundation. Mm. So that is key. So for me, that is it. But you know, as we deliberate tonight, I have a few things cross my mind. And one of them is the kind of structures mm. we've operated here in our system. Mm. Are they the structures God really wanted us to operate to begin with? Mm. Mm. Because, you know, we've lost very good, sincere-hearted people because we faulted them on laid-down technicalities that are not necessarily biblical, mm. but more of traditional. And it's very wrong to pass exec administrative, executive, or leadership 
decisions on on leaders that are not directly based on God's word. Mm. So what I'm thinking about is, we because every setup we've had messes up, mm. and something evolves out of it. Why don't we look at things indigenously? Because mm. God is not British, He's not European, He's not American. Mm-hmm. The God of the old earth, earth shall He be called. Because even with our foundational Christians, you talked about what used to happen. Somebody may have, you used the word, um, erred and they have to be yeah, disciplined yes. or misconducted. Even misconducting as, as oneself is. Is there no relativism to it? Because have someone misconducted themselves purely based on erring from what God's word says or from what the church laid down as a policy. Because see, the difficulty and the danger that we are, and we are I think it's almost like, um, it's like a Chinese case. We're going to live with it for a long time. Is that um, where does what the word of God says begin end? And where does what our own leadership structures which we form out of what we feel the word of God wants us to achieve, begin. Because uh, let me elucidate very well. Thou, okay, let's say, let's assume, for example, because I've not seen it before, that, for example, it's written in the Bible that thou shalt not smoke. It's, I've not seen it there, but I'm making a point. I want to use something that is a bit abstract to drive my point home. So you know that is a pure thing. It's a f- clear definition in the Bible that you don't have to do that. Okay. Okay. So, and then because you want to protect me or your people, which is understandable, that's how tradition comes about. Because you want to protect you from smoking, just like um, it happens in the garden, you add to something and said, it's not just about no smoking, but if you are found holding a cigarette, we don't want it. Mm. So, I was not caught really smoking. But a cigarette was found in my purse, in my bag, or somewhere yeah, around my person. Yeah, yeah. And I'm penalized with the same strength and measure that someone who was caught smoking gets penalized. Mm. That is what I'm living with. Okay. And that is the kind of challenge the church has faced. And that is what we'll face now. Because, you see, when uh, in the Bible, in the Genesis, has God said... Mm. When, when the serpent yes, asked the and, woman. And the question comes up. And what was the answer? Yeah, we sh- you shall not eat of it, no, neither no, shall you touch it. Yeah, but they were supposed yeah. to keep the place yeah, in to, order. Yeah, to, so that would have involved dress, the element of touching. And so and there, is, there are schools of thought that assume that tradition begins there because all what we know was that you should not take of it and eat of it. Mm. But now by the time the woman talks about it, what the man was told has been added on to that don't even touch it. I'm just trying yeah. to say that I, I, we, are, we are living in a, an era now where mm. I, 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 you know, there, it was not like when Doc or I would teach them and there's nothing that they would li- look up to. Okay. And the book they would read is what we would give them. Okay. Now they Google. Now they're on the net. They are mm. seeing more understanding explanations. And it questions the things we teach them. Mm. So what we even taught with a pure motive to protect them from the wrong we taught it as, 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 as biblical doctrine. Mm. But it's really not biblical doctrine. So they mm. have those things to do with In the same way, the pastor now wakes up to some rules that he has, he has signed on to, maybe as a member mm. of, uh, you know, to be accepted as a member in the church. Okay. Yeah, uh, denomination, thank you. Yeah. He's signed on to the rules. He may not have heard biblically, but administratively, 
he may have blundered. For example, you, you've, an offering you don't, you're not supposed to take. Uh, I know a case where somebody was giving a donation. The guy received it on a Thursday. And he did, there was no work on Friday because it was holiday. And the thing came to him late in the afternoon. So he went and comes to work on, he didn't come to work on Monday or something. Tuesday, he was in trouble because they said he has taken the money. Because the check had not been written in the name of the company. It's a personal thing. It, it, it's a cash check. And he said, oh, I pray somebody wanted to get that to him. So that was used against him. I remember the story. Some, <laughs> I know that. Let me help you. The thing is, I think we need to, a forum like this, mm. um, we cannot be very specific about some of these things. Okay. We okay. draw the general frame with certain assumptions in mind, mm. one of which we accept that um, we know in part and we prophesy yeah, in part. Yeah. The church we see is... Uh, in as, that's right. We need to come to that reality mm. that the church from the apostolic age to date <clears throat> has been through some transitions. Yeah, evolved, so it's, yeah. it's, it's evolved. And when it comes to things like this, mm. we are not saying that it is cast so much yeah, in, in, in a steel. In a yes. steel. We, we might have made some mistakes. Yes. But let's also bear in mind as many as live by the law are, will be judged by the law. And depending on the level of knowledge and exposure God gives to us mm. within our season, mm. his judgment, you know. So you cannot, for example, if you go into the Old Testament and you see David and co practicing some lifestyle in terms of their marriage, and we say, oh, but David did what? This one did what? Yeah, we might run know. into some difficulties. Yes, yes. But the, as we know truth, as we know righteousness mm. as in our time, we follow what God we believe to be pleasing to God. Okay. And so that, that I think should put should to rest these things so that we know the context within which we are talking about yeah. Um, yeah, um, but, accountability. But, but, but then when we talk about uh, we have to be accountable financially, what exactly are we looking at, Dr. Ansar? No. First and foremost, every level of authority comes with resources. Okay. Okay. And resources that come from somewhere. Usually, you're, if we are talking about accountability, you're talking about accountability to the source of the resource. And okay. if, for example, even though we say it's God who has given the church, God channeled it through human beings, human beings institutions, institutions and structures. So we're talking about the, the flock, the elders. Uh, I, I even don't the, want to cut you, but let me get this clear. Are you saying that the issue of w this finance money thing, yeah. are you saying that it has to do with where the money comes from into the church? No, the no I'm not talking it? about, when I say the source, not like if somebody, it comes, if for example I'm a pastor and I have access and control over church resources, yes. the money is coming from the church. I'm not talking sure, about sure. the individuals right. who are That's giving right. the money. Right, I, wanted, I'm I, yeah, about, I thought so. So, yeah. I so to I, touch I'm a custodian of God's resources right. yes. in yeah. the church. Steward. Okay. Yes, yeah. I'm a steward. And so whether I'm a, uh, maybe sure. at a children's service mm -hmm. leader or a, past, uh, a church administrator or a messenger in the church, whatever, senior, over, senior pastor, overseer, mm. whatever, at a point in time, resources of God yeah, sure. will be under your control. Mm -hmm. But that, the, for all of us who work in the church and the ministry, any resource that ha we, God places in our charge mm. is coming through the channel of the institution we all call church. Right. And that's what I mean by... Right. Because, and the church is not just God, but the church is made up of the congregation, mm. the leaders, uh, even the children, everybody who God yeah. has brought into the family that we call church. 
So we are accountable to them at different levels. Only that maybe the level of detail and the way we report it might differ. Okay. Maybe the, what you tell, tell the church board is not what you tell the congregation because of the levels of maturity in handling information and all of that. So okay. in trying to talk about accountability, we are not saying that we should just also behave like as a King Hezekiah who opened all his right. temple and yeah. everybody had access and knew what was, knew what was happening. Was That's not the idea. To, to his own detriment. To their yes. detriment. That's right. So there must be management of the accountability mm. at the at each level, the board level, the elders level, the deacons, the individual okay. members and all others, especially even with the outside people, the government and all. You know, so is is there is there anything in this sense like personal financial accountability as a leader? You see, we started this discussion mm. by talking about we and our accountability to God as individual personal yes. accountability. It is in, that which translates into the way you manage corporate yes. resources. When the foundation is right. Yes. If you don't have the right value system at the personal level with God and th- problems like um, covetousness, mm. um, greed, mm. um, envy, lust, envy, jealousy. Uh, no, no, I'm talking about even the use of resources okay. and money. You know, and it's, if you are not careful and those things have the better part of you, when you are in charge of corporate resources, those things will be magnified. As it was in the beginning. <laughs> but, but I wanted to I'm add this quickly. You, doc, but before, before you, sure. you, you almost called sure. me Doc. No, I did call you Doc. <laughs> I did say Doc. But you see, I am beginning to feel that when it comes to financial accountability, there is something that comes with it. It gives you a certain access to power. Finances. Once finances falls within the hands of the leader, he has a certain power. And how do you, ma- I mean, become? And that's and it's important. Power. He has the power. Yes, it's important. So yes. how can he be accountable with the power that comes with the leader? I mean, the Let position. Me help you. Yeah, you go see, ahead, please. When the resources come into you, it doesn't come empty. The okay. resource comes with guidelines. Mm. For example, we're yeah. supposed to build in a school or building a, a house or a church or buying a car. The money is not just given to you because you are looking handsome. <laughs> yes. So anything that's given to you, if it's for transport, for anything, or for taking care of young kids or for whatever, and the accountability, that process that should go with it, mm. is also stated clearly. Unless the church system or the, gov- the religious body system is not well structured. But if it's well structured, then... Normally, all these processes, before you receive the resource of God, it should be clear to you. Mm. And it, the, the question of accountability comes in to d- demand of us as leaders that the process that are admitted, are submitted to, I'm willing to use that process. People fall uh, into trouble when they decide to go outside the pre-arranged okay. way of using it, accounting for recording it, accounting for it, reporting it. You know, so it's one thing, the process of receiving, is an, there's an accountability element in terms mm. of how money or resources are received. <laughs> because, for example, if, let's say, you got, the church has lands, yeah. and then suddenly a leader or somebody who has access to a document decides to pick one plot or two mm. plots and say, it's mine. <laughs> so the means by which it comes to you in itself is an issue. Mm. Or some money is lying somewhere, we have an offering, and say, my wife needs to go to the market, mm. and we are in trouble. And like, David even took breath on the temple, so you too. <laughs> so the means by which you take it is one issue. <laughs> yeah. Are you following due process? <laughs> then when you take it, 
you means of disbursement is also there's accountability guidelines relating to mm. then there is reporting okay, also mm. which is of what you have received what you have what you have what used and disbursed to, okay. and used mm. which it's also if you don't report it well that also there's accountability i, I think that um it's very simple, you know. It's not really complicated. You know, it's, 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 it's simple. Um, it's either God's church or your church. And, and that is and, where the power plays. And so... No, no, no Reverend Seba. Yes. That's where I'm seeing uh, the accountability. How can we, I mean, allow ourselves to be accountable when power is in our hands you know, within ministry? In a real sense, in Ghana, you can't own a church as an individual. Hmm. I think yes, you come in. Yes, you educate us better on that. The way we are set up, yeah. you know, you 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 know, you can't really own it. By it's almost law. like, by, but it's almost like the land. You know, is uh huh. That's why you can own your land. And they can give an airline, then you can lose it. So by law, really, you cannot own it. You can have a structure that is grown. It you, you see every day, our motives is what he said. Oh, because you see, we have to stay under his leadership, the Lord's leadership, every step of the way. Structures are in place. No, There's no church where the members want their pastors to suffer or the other leaders to suffer. So there is no problem until agreed. And agreed will always get the best of us and bring out the worst in us. So that is a problem. But there's something I want to pick on. You know, because sometimes we start issues when a core part of it is missing. And I think today I, I, I want us to I want to add this. And Doc, since you do a lot of your program, uh, you know this your, your this clear um, roundtable round thing. I think you should let the pastors understand this. We speak a lot about all these things, but one of the things that as a nation we speak against is um, leakages in terms of we should always keep our taps locked. Ghana water appeals to our when you're running short of water. Mm. ECG tells us yes, you can pay it, but when you're using the power, turn it off and all that and. Uh, Conservation. Look, one of the irresponsible things senior leaders innocently do, and they don't do it intentionally, because you can be sincere, but Mm. that does not make you right. Mm. One of the sincerity of leaders that they must now wake up to is who counts offertories and monies in church. Mm. Doc, are you here? here. Those who count... Say, Say it again. Yeah. It's, it's a very serious thing. The pastor is always fighting about he makes sure things are done right when the monies are declared. Mm. But what the money declared is that what should have been declared. Mm. Mm. People who count monies are taking monies from the churches. Well, well, you see, that's that 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 no, that issue. No, I'm coming. That's I'm, let, me, let me finish issue. what I'm saying. People you know, don't know this. You know, you know what? Um, um, no, re- can re- I, I, know, I know. No, I mean, let me just say this. I'm sharing. We're talking about change. Okay, go Otherwise, ahead. we are not being accountable I, I, yeah, enough. Yeah, go, go ahead. I, 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 I give I, you a minute. I never pick on anybody. I never do that. The principle is that I'm saying that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sometimes, new people who join into now count have concerns when they see what goes on in there. And they are Factual cases are cry here no, yeah. where they laid cameras in very prominent places, and you can't believe what happened. So, I'm just saying that it, that's why I say, it, it's, as part of the round table thing, yeah, we have yeah, to look at more, more accountable. We talked about the leaders' accountability structures that because, can be as a leader, it's not about what you are taking, yeah. but what you also allow people to take away. Mm, that's true. So, and, and that is important because we're losing. 
churches lose a lot. So, and members, sometimes who have given maybe pounds, dollars, who are leaders and who see what is accounted later, who realize that, ah, they've accounted. There's no, this is not there. No <laughs> and sometimes they tell them, that, oh, I gave this. How come it's not How come it is not so, recorded? Yes. So, and it's not the and headmaster. Yes. So, so that's it, it what I'm saying. It didn't even get to no, the headmaster No, it didn't get there. So I'm asking that we, as things go, yeah, we also look, look at, at that. Okay. Because sometimes even the leadership is accused falsely. Yes. And they have no idea. While saying that, you see, in response to that, yes. Many I know you are nice. These things happen because many churches do not have um, good systems for monitoring those who do those things. Yes. Which is why you've spoken about the security. Mm. You've spoken about, but that all, another as, aspect of it is a rotational system. Thank you. Because if your thing becomes a, like a clique, mm. and, um, mm. and usually mm. because mm. maybe the head person maybe is comfortable with one person or two and thinks that they tow his or her line, yes. and that's okay. where these things happen. Happen. Okay. Chronism. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you very and much. And not doctor. to be funny, but because of that, some people never go to funerals on Sundays because if, if, <laughs> if the money is accounted in their absence, it will go higher over a period. As you say. Thank you very much, um, Reverend Sephas Hewood Amate. Let me uh, now read some of the uh, yes, the uh, things that come. But, uh, but b- before I do that, um, when we started talking about this issue of uh, financial accountability, one of the panelists on uh, the Ecclesia Roundtable series, uh, Professor Johnson Kobna uh, Asamwajedu, I remember one time told us a story of when he was posted to uh, somewhere in the uh, western region to go and uh, be the be pastor of a certain Methodist church so he couldn't go to church one Sunday and ask the elder to take care of the uh, offering and then give it to him on Sunday I mean on Monday so uh, church was over the elder calls him oh so for you okay so he calls him monday morning between 9 and 10 said oh uh, elder pocho medra so far into bra oh so for pocho sikano afa mudro well we have uncle ben we have uncle ben uh, on the line uncle ben mccarthy hill says Good evening, men of God. It's unfortunate that the churches in Ghana have no laid down structures apart from the Orthodox churches who tend to follow their universally laid down liturgy and structures. The rest have no properly laid down structures, neither are there any restrictions in their doctrines, activities, and liturgy. Their congregation and gatherings look more of a social show-off posture, which reflects Mormon as the only source of blessing from the Lord. Most congregations don't reflect God's presence as holiness and purity of God's children. The church has no accountability ministry to the nation because the church itself is groping in darkness. That's what uh, McCarthy here, our brother said, and this one says, good evening, men of God, the spiritual life of the entire nation is totally down and there is no hope of revival. This is because most of the pastors we have had in, we have had in the pulpit and country 
for the past 40 years have no proper upbringing in things of God. Their knowledge concerning the standards and requirements for the church and ministry is poor and weak. The priesthood needs to revisit the path of righteousness which was laid down by the ancestors because the present generation has completely and totally missed the way of God in and there is nobody to help bring them back to the flock of the true God. The one man churches and charismatic churches and charismatic movements are biggest problem. This is Uncle Ben again. Okay, that's Uncle Ben McCarthy here. Um, yes, Dr. Ansar. Maybe. Uh, respectfully differ from Uncle Ben. Your testimony, your story about Professor Samuel do even confirms that it's what he's thinking Uncle Ben is saying is not wholly true because yeah. the church he talked about is not it's an uh, it's an, uh, uh, so I'm not sure Uncle Ben has his facts really on the ground uh, as he thinks but um, there, it's real, it's a universal problem, it cuts across denominations and we should be careful not to just narrow it to one group or the other the key, and it's also not also just about systems, it's about attitudes, mm. individuals Seven people who believe they are called of God. And um, he spoke about knowledge. Yes, it's true. You see, sometimes it's one thing knowing, another thing obeying. Uh, James talks about not being hearers only, but doers. The challenge the church across the world has faced. And if you go to America, you have these um, uh, issues of financial accountability problems with uh, churches and uh, church leaders all over the Western world. The U.S., uh, yeah, the UK, Western world, Europe, where The corruption in the heart is, is necessary to address mm. it. You see, we can't deal fully with that as human beings or external bodies. Mm. That is why systems and institutions have to act. So for us as third parties outside the relationship between a man and his God, mm. we can only ensure that there are structures that are activated. Structures as in having the right boards and the right groups to take action, right, the right processes that people are to use when they are, they are giving power, mm. when they are mm. giving resources, mm. when they are giving the flock and uh, when they have the opportunity, they have, they have to exercise what God has given to them okay. in a, a way that the scriptures lay, has laid down and which have been understood by a denomination. I think that is the, where we, we come in. We okay. can't be 100% precise about these things when we, it comes to uh, managing it. Yeah. But we will do our best as um, governance people to ensure that people don't uh, the, okay. past or the mistakes of the yeah, past are will not, not be repeated. But um, Dr. Ansar, is that what Ecclesia Roundtable Series 2019 is looking at? And uh, when is it starting? Where is the uh, venue and at what time? And who and who can attend? Yes, uh, we, we are doing it on 21st. 21st is a, is a Thursday. Is it just a one-day? A one-day, full-day event. And we will be held at the National Accreditation Board conference room. Okay. And we have a big hall there, about three, four hundred seats. Where, where is the national it's accreditation? Near Trinity on the Trinity Road, um, okay. East Legon, towards the Trinity Baptist, Trinity uh, Theological Seminary mm, between mm, um, mm. Lagos Avenue and that side. You see the accreditation board, you see of chartered accountants, uh, Africa AU um, Africa Association of African Universities and they are somewhere there. You have senior ministers. Mm. I mean pro, like you mentioned, Reverend Professor Samwaji do Reverend speak, Professor uh, the uh, President Johnson of Trinity Kabbalah, yes. will be speaking there. Um, um, Richard Whitcomb of yeah, Agape Church yes. will be speaking there. Bishop Interfo will mm. be speaking about accounting for the soul. 
house is of lighthouse yes. and then we also have wisdom yeah, wisdom is a chartered here. account he's mm. been involved in so many areas of governance in terms of accounts work for world bank work for pwc pricewaterhouse work for many institutions reputable institutions highly respected is a founding pastor of grace, grace uh, chapel, chapel international, international. so yeah. we and there'll be others you know who'll be there i believe the 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 the, 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 the cardinal, cardinal himself will be there, will be there. so <laughs> we look forward to a great interaction um, um that full day Okay, so who and who uh, are, are, I mean, are invited? Uh, is it only church pastors? Is it only oh, it's uh, clergy. We expecting the clergy. We expecting the civil society to be there. We're expecting people, a few government agencies to be there. actually re registered generals will be there to speak. Um, other um, social welfare will also be there to speak to enlighten churches about their obligations and how we can fit into the society and fulfill our assignments. Mm -hmm. So there are many people that different academics will be there. We have a number of universities um, who will be there. And, and uh, anybody who. And I think Christian organizations as well, evangelical, evangelical groups and all that, union, groups, Gaffes, yeah. know, they can all, you know, and even mm. NGOs that are Christian related and whatever. But of course, beyond that, I mean, it's a very knowledgeable thing you can learn. You're going to learn administrative things and mm. all that, experiences. NGO mm. and all that, you can, they should also come because, you know, you can hear things about the church and know how to work better with the church because some of that stuff don't get sustained because you need the church structures who are always on the grounds mm. to sometimes even support what they do. Okay. You can't always drive and fly okay. around the country. They, they are on the ground. They can always assist. So okay. I think it's good that they should take advantage of it. Mm. I think mm. so. So, um, Reverend Dr. Ansan, before we go, how do we register? Uh, can we just walk to a certain office or we oh. can come online? And how much does it cost? Yeah, we have a number, um, 0558 0352376. 0558032376. Uh, we have, there's going to be lunch, so we just made a token fee of 50 CDs, um, including all the lunch per head. Okay, yes, per head. Right. That's right. 50 CDs per head. So if you are coming, uh, you, you want to bring your church leaders, you want to bring the church administrator, the pastoral board, uh, leaders within certain departments of the church, uh, all are, are invited sure, to be there. Sure, sure. There's okay. an email address too. I okay. think it's important. Okay, yeah. Please, and you don't uh, have to worry. You can listen and just... It will stay with you. you know? Kingdom Equip Network. At, um, uh, Kingdom Equip Network, Network at gmail.com. Gmail Thank you. Kingdom, Kingdom Equip Network, Network at gmail.com. Small characters throughout. Small characters yes. throughout. Well, the phone number again, 0558-032-376. Thank you very much, Reverend Dr. Emmanuel uh, and Sir. And uh, Reverend Cephas Haywood Amate. My name is Fred um, McDavis. Uh, studio assistance has come from uh, Brother Daniel's Kwashi. As we live here, the uh, Writers Project are coming. Let me one more say, one more time, say Happy Blessed Birthday to my mother-in-law, uh, Mrs. Victoria Nweki uh, Nwete. Ma, you are Jobo, you are Jobo, Adencha. No, Kayo, Ufomobine, you are Adencha. Awo, awo odang. Ma, ne hanimisha yuchwe miyobo. God bless you.
<laughs> thank you very much. And let Hallelujah. me also say thank you to uh, my producer, Reverend Mauli Chikata, who is on a journey uh, today for an assignment outside Accra. Uh, Mauli, we are praying with you. May the Lord bring you back safe. God bless you, Reverend Fred McDavid, signing off. Uh, the Writers Project is coming. Jojo Bediak will be coming your way later with Beauty for Ashes. City 97.3 Accra City 97.3 More Variety